opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Everybody, we are, uh, our, our performers are kind of clearing out up here, so, and then we're going to get ready to move on to the rest of this evening's festivities. Um, because I know you guys just can't wait for elections, but you have to wait. You have to. We we can't we can't rush these things. We have to wait for good stuff. Uh, Stephanie, are you around? You am. I I I I heard her say she am around, but could we get Miss Stephanie a microphone? Because Stephanie is going to lead us in our pledge of allegiance. To to the flag that I don't think is in the room. Stephanie, do you have a microphone? Yes, I do. All right. Would you please lead us in our Pledge of Allegiance to the flag that isn't in the room? You want to go ahead and finish the game? Just just pick just close just close your eyes and picture the flag. So picture yourself. Picture yourself. <laughs> All right, guys. Let let's get let's be quiet. Give, so just picture yourself looking at a flag, facing a flag. Stand if you like, sit if you like. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Oh, say, can you see? <laughs> oh, only if you end that by saying play ball. Play ball. <laughs> All right. Go Thank Dodgers. you, Stephanie. So now for our next, uh, next item on our agenda, uh, I would like to introduce... The new, uh, I guess the title is Interim President of the American Council of the Blind, who is uh, here tonight uh, via Zoom all the way from Washington State. So, uh, Deb, welcome. And uh, at this point, I would like to turn it over to you to uh, tell us about what is going on, what's new with the American Council of the Blind. And... uh, with this great new title that you are uh, are uh, embarking on here. Well, I'm so excited to be here. I really enjoyed the play. Um, I caught part of it on the stream and then part of it in Zoom, and that was just so fabulous. And it's such a great discussion of the whole issue of perspective, isn't it? I tell you, I just think that it's great. And, and I've certainly seen that performed before. But uh, certainly not any any better than was just done. So congratulations, uh, Capital Chapter, on your just fabulous work oh, and the and the good relationships that you formed with other organizations as part of that. And just I think that's just marvelous. All right. Well, as uh, Gabe said, uh, we have had some change at. Uh, uh, ACB, some almost overnight looking things that have happened. You know, you go along and things seem the same and the same and the same. And then all of a sudden, everything is different. 
And so um, our recent changes, which you are probably aware of, but I'll just catch you up, um, our uh, executive director, Eric Bridges, has taken a new position with the American Foundation for the Blind, and he's on a new um, adventure, <laughs> big-time adventure. AFB has struggled some over the past several years, and it has been a, a real challenge for them, and uh, they are coming out of that and decided they needed some new leadership blood, so they took ours. Oh, no. <laughs> no, this is a wonderful opportunity for Eric. I knew it would happen sometime that he would uh, go somewhere. And I'm so glad that he's still in the field and still working with us. Well, I got the call from uh, President Dan Spoon, who said, uh, Eric has taken this job, and we have to come up with a plan very quickly because we only have about three weeks to pull it off. So he said that um, Eric had recommended that the board consider um, offering an interim position as executive director to Dan, our president, because of his great familiarity with the organization and the fact that he's been um, so integrally involved in the administrative processes during the four years of his presidency. So uh, Dan went home and checked with the person in charge, Leslie Spoon, to see if that would be okay. And uh, she said that, yes, he could uh, take this on um, as long as he didn't do it very long. So um, he is willing to do it for um, several months. We haven't determined yet exactly how long we will need him to do this. Uh, we will be conducting a national search for our new executive director. And that does take time. I have just finished doing that. Um, as chair of the Washington State Human Rights Commission. I just filled two executive positions for them, and they uh, took over a year to get theirs done. So I have a feeling this will take a little bit of time. So what happens when your president needs to resign because they would have a conflict of interest if they continued in that role, if they're going to become the interim executive director, is the Constitution, what I say about that is the Constitution does its thing and everybody shifts one to the left. So um, as your first vice president, I suddenly became your president. And then Ray Campbell, who was the second vice president, suddenly became your first vice president. Now, Ray is very, very, very clear. Um, I, I don't have any hesitation speaking for him. Every time I talk to Ray, he reminds me that he is only going to be an interim first vice president, and he hopes that we will all reelect him for his next term as second vice president in the summer. So, uh, but we did not, the board chose uh, not to uh, fill the second vice president position because it's only three months until the elections. So um, it's an interesting place to be because um, I will be a candidate for the presidency in July. But in the meantime, I'm only here for three months. So we just have to kind of get done um, 
what we can. And what will we be doing during that three months? Well, a lot of it will be preparing for our uh, 62nd annual convention, which this year will be held in Schaumburg, Illinois. Uh, that's where we were going to hold it in uh, 2020 when uh, we were so rudely interrupted by the pandemic and uh, couldn't couldn't do this. So we will be doing that this summer. And our theme, which was going to be the theme in the summer, is going to be uh, of 2020 is going to be the, the uh, theme for 2023. And it's still very applicable and it's winds of change. And we've had a lot of change in ACB in the last uh, four years or so. And we will be having undoubtedly some more. So um, it's a pretty exciting time. Uh, for us uh, in ACB and very challenging as well. So a great deal of the process for me is um, I told some a group the other day that I was with that that uh, because my term is technically only the three months, it's kind of like going to the store and getting a try before you buy deal, you know. So <laughs> I have this wonderful opportunity to get to know the organization from a different place. Um, I've been really busy um, as your first vice president and prior to that as the chair of the Board of Publications, but I've also been very busy, um, as CCB knows, um, with a lot of the work around uh, virtual conventions. And uh, this convention this year is not my first rodeo with CCB, so... Um, uh, you know, that role for me has changed a great deal. And, um, but it does mean that I know a lot about that part of the organization and I know a lot about some other parts, but there are some parts that I'm just beginning to learn about now. So, um, you know, you, you kind of get into your niche and you don't get all of the things. So probably for me personally, the, the biggest challenge is, uh, kind of getting around to all of the different committees and, and activities that we have um, in ACB. One of the things that I think is a theme that relates to the whole kind of thing of change is the fact that um, many of our committees um, have already established uh, co-chairs as part of their succession planning process, but we have some others that have not. And we have a number of people in the organization who have served us for many, many years in their roles. And they are now taking the opportunity to tell us that they may need to either back off a bit due to a lot of different circumstances or that they just maybe need a different role. And so uh, we're looking at the fact that uh, in, in the coming year or so, I think we'll see a lot of change in our uh, committee structure. So if you have interest in serving at the national level, um, there are going to be opportunities uh, that haven't necessarily been there. And uh, how these will all flow out, we're not entirely sure yet, but um, they're they're definitely going to be coming down. So that's great. I know that you're going to have a an absolutely marvelous weekend this weekend, and especially for those of you who can be together in person. At the national level, we just experienced our first uh, in-person leadership conference. We started with a virtual conference, and I know many of you were part of the virtual conference for four days where we had a lot of different uh, 
speakers on both the uh, president's leadership um, uh, topics, um, how to how to get things better in our affiliates in our own in our own world, and then we went out to the more external um, external thought process. Um, and um, and looked at the legislative process and our imperatives and what's happening on the legislative scene. And then many of us gathered in D.C. for the currency rally. Uh, I, I highly recommend having these rallies, but I wish somebody would have turned off the rain. It was really amazing amounts of rain. And um, so, uh, but we uh, went out and... Uh, and uh, um, had the currency rally uh, with some very notable speakers and participants um, right across from the White House, and then marched over to the um, uh, uh, Treasury Building. And of course, the really exciting news was that because of that rally, actually slightly in advance of that rally, um, uh, several uh, staff members, uh, Eric Bridges, uh, Clark Rackfall, uh, Swatha Nanda Kumar, and then, uh, Dan and Leslie Spoon, and I, and, um, and the attorney, uh, Jeff Levicki, and I don't remember if anyone else was part. Kim Charlson was supposed to be part of this, but she had COVID, and so she unfortunately wasn't part. But this whole group got to meet with, um, um, chief staff from uh, the department of the treasury and chief staff from um, that whole area and did receive assurances about the process for the accessible money and further meetings um, are being scheduled to continue that dialogue. They have promised to meet with ACB once every three months until the um, $10 bill is released, which is the one they're working on in 2026. Um, but our guys got to see a sample of that. So, um, and they started the conversation with, well, I understand you're having a rally today. <laughs> yeah, we are. So that no, was great. Um, some other really wonderful things happened in that weekend. We got to take some nice tours. We got to spend a lot of time with people that we did know and people we didn't know. It was a very intimate environment, um, smaller uh, group of people um, for a variety of reasons. And um, it was really good. I just want to absolutely encourage you, if you can get to a future leadership seminar. I don't know what how we're going to be doing it next year. We're going to do some things, I think, differently. And we haven't quite determined what that recommendation will be uh, for the board of directors to adopt, but we will have one very shortly. Um, so the board will be adopting, um, or we hope will be adopting a recommendation um, in its late April board meeting. But what I want to say about it is I love convention and I love the state conventions and I love all of it. But I think I love the leadership conference the most because it is always the most intimate and focused event we have. And so I absolutely recommend that if you can possibly find a way to come to a future leadership uh, conference, um, that you should try to figure that out because it's it's a, an amazing experience. It really is. We had an amazing experience this year, and I'm surprised that 
we really didn't all get sick because we got so wet in that terrible rain on Friday. But um, I think pretty much we didn't. Um, so um, at least from what I've heard. So that was really, really great stuff. So um, those have all been uh, really significant, uh, significant things for us. But I know you guys are glad to be back together to the extent that you all can be this weekend. And I'm really excited for that. I uh, I miss traveling as much as uh, we used to. It's traveling's gotten so complicated, um, and I live in an area where travel is really really hard. Uh, they only send a couple of planes out here a day, so it's actually a, a really challenging place to live for travel. But it is exciting to uh, be coming back together. It is also exciting what we're doing with the hybrid events. And um, I am very excited about that. This summer's convention will definitely have a virtual component. Um, most of the business, real business of the organization will be done virtually so that everyone can participate. Um, we will be electing our officers, all of ACB's officers. And of those, uh, we know we'll be at least electing uh, one new person um, in some form or other, because uh, David Trot cannot run for treasurer, so the treasurer position is uh, going to be open. And um, of course, some of us will be shifting around a little bit what we run for, so that may make some other changes. But we know that at least that position cannot be filled by an incumbent, so that's also pretty exciting. Uh, I'm going to stop here because what I have found over time is that there are things that people want to know and that I have not thought of them to tell you. And I think it's easier to tell you what you want to know rather than what I want you to hear. There's always plenty of time for that. And uh, this needs to be your time. So I'm going to open it up for questions or comments or anything. And, um, and I will do the best that I can. Um, to respond to to whatever you have. I cannot hear the audience at all uh, in the in-person, so someone is going to have to either get yeah. mics to them or repeat. What, what we'll do here, Deb, and since we're on Zoom and ACB Media and sure. all that stuff, is uh, if you have a question for Deb, either stand up or raise your hand here in the room, or if you're on Zoom, uh, if we can have our uh, Zoom host keep an eye on folks raising hands and mm -hmm. We will uh, maybe try and go back and forth between taking somebody live here in the room and then see if we have anybody on Zoom. How's that sound? Mm -hmm. Is it Judy that I Yes, heard thank here? you. All right, Judy, okay. you are... Go for it. I am the immediate past president of the council, Deb. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for your remarks. One of the things you've said often is that we do not do well in planning for our future um, line of succession. And I was wondering if you have some more thoughts about that as we have mm -hmm. to elect a first vice president this summer. Mm -hmm. Well, you have to elect all of the officers this summer. So, um, about that one, though. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but you do have to elect them all. So, uh, one of the things that, um, we have done already to an extent, uh, when the opportunity has presented itself or when we could force it to do so <laughs> is to have all of our, uh, committees, um, and program chairs have a, either a co-chair or a, 
uh, vice chair or something at, so that we have someone else learning, definitely learning and participating in the ropes of each of these. Um, Dan and I had a pretty a solid um, transitional plan in place from about day three of my first vice presidency. And so we have been executing that right along. And I think you'll reap the benefits of a great deal of that. Um, but what we need to really do with all of our committees and programs and uh, really with our board, we probably have this structure in place for officers a little better. But what I think we really need to do is charters for each one of them, showing exactly what they do and exactly what's expected and exactly what the responsibilities are, so that as we're identifying that, I mean, sometimes people come to me and they say, or they come to Dan or whoever they've come to, and they say, I want to be on a committee, and then they don't get there, and they're like, well, you don't think you really want people on committees. Well, the real is that we can't put everybody on and we can't put everybody on at once even where we do and so but some of that is knowing what we exactly need and looking at the strengths of the people who we put so that our committees don't become just popularity fests and and that sort of thing so it, I think it's a process um, and I think it's going to take a little while to complete we've started it uh, our get up and get moving committee, for example, that moved from being kind of a fundraising campaign to a committee actually is going to have a real charter and, and a real um, uh, description of how it exactly works. And we think then we can use that as a model to, to apply to our other committees. All right. Thank you, Deb. And did we have anybody on Zoom? with a question yes we have two hands in zoom so far jordan is first all right all right jordan go for it another question um the 2021 national convention was extremely ruined by uh covid19 and it was supposed to be held in phoenix arizona will the 2024 acb national convention be held in Phoenix, Arizona. No, we do not have a, con a convention scheduled for Phoenix. Uh, 2024, that whole contract fell through. Uh, 2024 will be in Jacksonville, Florida. All right. Thank you, Deb. And do we have any questions back here in the room? I heard somebody yelling in the back. Pam. All right. Can we get... Can we get Pam a microphone? Run, Lisa, run. Did <laughs> <laughs> I need to make you run across the room? Hi, Deb. My name is Pam. Metz. Yeah, hi, Pam. I have a question for you. Um, I serve on the Multicultural Concerns Committee, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and Dan has been very, very, very involved with the committee. And I was hoping and wondering if you would keep up your... Um, would be just as involved as he is. So I, somewhere. yeah, yeah, great question. So um, we have a lot of committees and um, 
one of the reasons Dan was pretty uh, intensely involved with that one was that there was quite a bit of uh, reformation, a change uh, in, in the committee and how it was going to be working. And so he focused a lot of energy there. Um, I plan to get around to meeting with every committee, but I don't know yet. I can't tell you yet whether my uh, presence on a meeting-to-meeting basis or whatever in any particular committee um, is going to be what Dan's was or whether it's going to be more than Dan's was. What I will tell you and what I will assure you um, I'm going to be coming onto all of the committee uh, email lists and such things uh, probably next week. I was going to try to get it all done this week, but it was just a lot. So um, we'll be adding me to all of those so that I will know what you're talking about and doing. I also am absolutely available at any time uh, to to come and and talk to you about an issue or a concern or a project or get an update or whatever. Um, so I haven't decided exactly um, how I'm going to handle um, all of the committee involvement uh, because Dan was very, very focused in on on your particular committee and some others, but there are some others that he wasn't maybe enough. So um, I think that I will be reassessing this and reassessing it kind of constantly because uh, as things change and as things come up, um, I'm going to need to be engaged. But um, part of that will be uh, developing a dialogue with you around that. Also, um, we're going to be using our officer liaisons, um, I think a little more extensively than we have in the past, to be the conduit so that um, I'm not at committee meetings 24-7. So, um, so uh, it is a challenge. But absolutely what I do want to stress is that um, I have a very open door, open phone, open text message, uh, open email uh, policy about interacting with committees as needed. So if I think it's needed or you think it's needed, it can happen. But it may not happen in quite the same way that Dan did. So many times and so or, uh, so many committees and so little time. Right? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it some time so zone challenges, too. So, yeah. Right, right, right. All right, we have about another seven or eight minutes here, I think. Mm -hmm. So, do we have any other questions on uh, any anyone with a hand up on Zoom? Yes, we have a phone number starting with area code six two six. That would be Mitch. That, that, that would Good be evening, Mitch. Deb. That's what I was going to say. I said that would be Mitch. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, you 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 know this phone number. <laughs> I do. I do. Um, Deb, I'm I'm curious. I haven't seen anything for a while. I'm curious about two issues. One, mm -hmm. our financial outlook for 2023. Um, I think uh, Dan and, and Eric and Tony Stevens previously did an incredible job at doing outreach to the business mm -hmm. community. So I'm curious about our mm -hmm. financial situation this year. And also, as I recall, we are uh, having to move the office again, yes. <laughs> yes. and I and I'd like an update on uh, how that's uh, how that's moving along. Uh, okay, well, f our financial situation is um, uh, we are we are currently um, uh, our our budget 
um, is is slightly over budget um, because of a number of things that we are committed to. We think we can pull all of that out because our fundraising crew is fully in place um, with um, Bill Reeder and uh, JoLynn Bailey Page and now Colby Garrison added added to that. And they have uh, developed their their plan and strategy and and um, areas of expertise and are working that through. But it is a very challenging time financially for organizations. Um, yet, yet we need to know that um, many people who have been sponsors are um, not just of ACB, but of any kind of uh, philanthropic activity, are kind of rethinking that. As you know, a lot of major industries are having huge layoffs. Um, Microsoft, Google, Amazon, um, you know, others, uh, certainly the tech industry, but other industries as well. Uh, massive layoffs because um, some of them, uh, as I understand it, I'm I'm not so into this, but that they basically overstaffed themselves during the pandemic to keep up with all of the tech needs that people had, and then now they're suddenly having le- a little less of that, and things have sort of surged down a bit. So there, I think there is some concern about um, whether we have. Um, whether we have the stability we'd like to have in, in some of those areas. Uh, certainly, um, uh, you know, we, um, we had some good sponsorships for our leadership conference and, and some other things going. And we're working on our sponsorships uh, related to convention and, and some of the activities we have. But it is a challenging time because um, industry, is, industry is, is pulling back. And... Um, we're seeing some some definite um, we're seeing some definite effect of that across the board. So, I think I think that those areas um, you know are are going to be challenged for a while, and uh, we we definitely are in a position to weather the storm. But uh, we we and we have cautious optimism. But there there are some some challenges ahead. Um, you asked about the move. The move is uh, going to happen. Um, it's not going to happen quite the way we'd hoped, though. Um, they did get a wonderful space, and everything is going to be great for that, except that um, due to some uh, technical challenges, uh, that space is not going to be ready for them when expected. So they will actually, the Alexandria office has to move twice. And um, and uh, fortunately, that first move is going to be the expenses of it are going to be uh, covered, and and we are going to get, I believe, rent free space um, or close to it. But nevertheless, it is going to be a super challenge. So we have a convention coming on. We have two uh, moves of our staff coming in the next uh, few months. And uh, that, that is just not something anybody could have foreseen or wanted. But, um, but you know, change, right, is, <laughs> is what it is. So, um, well, our, you, you, have, you have my, uh, my full support and sympathy. <laughs> uh, the second year of my presidency, we, mm-hmm. we weathered the Great uh, Recession. Yes. And, yeah. uh, and, and moving is, is never fun. You'll need mm-hmm. a lot of stickers 
yes. uh, temporary address stickers for uh, for our outgoing snail mail. So, mm, oh, uh, yes, for yeah. sure. Yes, yes. Well, one of the things that's really cool is that Sharon Lovering has been going through all of the uh, old old Braille forums and um, cataloging them and digitizing them. And so one of the really good things is that we'll be able to store some of that stuff once and then not have to deal with it in, in that way again. So uh, it's probably really good timing. But Very, yeah. very good. And Donna and I will be in Schaumburg, so we'll, excellent. Uh, we'll see you excellent. in July. Yeah, excellent. Thank you. That's great. Yes, I think we're going right. to have a great turnout. Yes. All right. Take care. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think we have time for maybe one more question. So All let's right. come back to the room here. And do we have anybody else here in the room with a question for final question for Deb? Hi. Yeah. This is Vivian Younger. I was wondering, um, are the CEC credits going to be offered both Zoom and in person? Yes. So um, I think now we haven't worked all of the details out of this, but I have seen the agenda. So um, so I'm going to make an intelligent guess. Um, most of the CEC credits will be probably happening uh, during the virtual days, just based on what the sessions are. Um, we then have, um, and, and we will have during the virtual days, which are the first days, uh, we will have four sessions, potentially four sessions each hour. Now, some of those are affiliate business meetings and some social things and some other things, but we will have, um, during the day, we will have uh, sessions and many of them would be credit creditable. Um, and so that's how that would be. And then in, in the evening of those days, we will be doing the resolutions <laughs> and the constitution of bylaw amendments um, and then when we get in person in Schaumburg, the uh, convention has, of course, the general sessions in the morning, which um, are not CEC credited. And then, and then we have in the afternoon and evening, we have the potential for two hybrid sessions and two Zoom only sessions, although, and then the rest are all in person. So none of the I don't believe any of the in-person sessions that are not hybrid or Zoom. Um, I don't think any of those will have uh, CE credits, but I'm not sure of that. Um, but I do know that some of the hybrid sessions, again, will have uh, CE credits. So there will be CE credits this summer, uh, as there have been the last number of years. All right, thank you, Deb. Let's let's give Deb a warm hand. Come on, guys. And Deb, thank you again for your uh, taking your time out of your Friday evening and being with us. We appreciate. Yeah, I'll it. be with you a lot this weekend because I'm streaming you tomorrow afternoon and tomorrow okay. evening. So all right, um, I'll be here with you most of the weekend. So. Well, yeah. kind of, kind of nice to have you be able to step out from behind the streaming and actually uh, hear from you on the microphone. Exactly. Thank you so yeah, much yeah. for having me. It's been great. You're so welcome. Thank you for coming. All right, y'all. Just to give you a heads up, kind of on the uh, agenda of the program for the rest of the evening. Uh, after this next, I don't know if I hear Jeff clocking down there, but don't go too far, Jeff, because you're up after this next presentation with. Uh, 
After this, we'll have governmental affairs with uh, Jeff and Regina and uh, Alice and Artis. So, um, and then after th after them, we will. Uh, that's when Karen when we'll have you on, and then we'll uh, to lead into our remembrances for the evening, and then we'll roll into the uh, elections for the night. Yahweh. Yeah. Yes. Way. Whoever said that out there. All right. All right. So with that, um, let me introduce this next speaker. Oh, wait, it's me. Um, all right. So uh, um, so what we'll do is I will give the president's report here and uh, say a few things. I'll try to make it brief, and then we'll go on to the governmental affairs stuff. Um, so first of all, isn't it great to be here together again? I, I was, uh, I was sitting up in my room this afternoon doing some calculating and I, I found out, I figured out that our last convention in person was June 6th through 9th, 2019. And and when I asked how many days ago June 9th was, the answer I got, or June 9th of 2019, the answer I got was 1,391 days. All right. That is how long it has been. And uh, for all of you uh, smart Alex out there, no, I did not end up getting the uh, hours and minutes in there. Before before you hold that question for later, Guillermo. Um, but uh, but yeah, one thousand three hundred and ninety-one days. Isn't that pretty amazing to think how long it's been since we've been days? So that's how long it's been since we were last together. Uh, pretty pretty crazy, I'd say. Um, let's see what else here. So been a lot of changes during that time and we've learned quite a bit um the the world had to go completely virtual there for a while so that taught us quite a few things um some of those changes uh you know since some of those changes in going virtual some of us have uh some things have started going back into person again um Let's see. Uh, some things are uh, some chapters and, and meetings are still virtual, and some of them are hybrid. Um, and and uh, you know, obviously, we are here learning tonight how to do stuff with our first hybrid convention. So um, yeah, hopefully, we can take some of these things and be able to learn from them into the future and have a better ccb going forward um we've had had many challenges obviously and most notable is our uh status and our suspension uh lisa continues to work hard to submit everything get us reinstated um, I understand that we are still working with IRS and, and hope to have those things done soon. 
Um, so, you know, I want to thank Lisa for all of her continued hard work. Please give her a hand of, round of applause here. Despite those changes, CCV is still in pretty decent financial position. Um, I just met with James this afternoon, actually, here at the hotel, and we are, are uh, approved for another round with the Energy Upgrade California to move forward with that. We're, we're looking into some other grants as well that uh, that will continue to help CCB not just this year, but in, in years to come as well. Um, I believe that one of the biggest strengths of CCB is and always will be our members. Um, our chapters have uh, continued to find ways to meet and to be active during these last few years. And, uh, and, and, you know, whether it's advocacy, just getting together for picnics, whatever it is, um, you know, we've managed to find ways to continue going on. Um, I I hope that we can continue learning and using what we've learned uh, these last few years, like I said, to, to continue moving forward and just continue staying strong. Um, the beginning of this month, CCB did um, did move the office, so we moved from the second floor of the building clear down to the first floor, um, consolidated a little bit, and uh, saved some money in our rent. Um, I want to thank uh, Nicole Pacheco for uh, largely orchestrating and organizing that. And with that, the board has discussed um, possibly moving to a completely virtual office in, in the next year or so. So that might be something that, uh, that could be happening. Uh, at this point, I want to uh, discuss some of our committees that have been active. Uh, the first one I want to recognize is our COG, the Technical Operations Group. They've been busy managing our email lists, um, including moving our CCBL email list from the uh, old host over to groups.io. Thank you, everybody that was involved in that uh, endeavor. And uh, we are finally starting to look at work of um, moving, the uh, redoing, not moving, but completely reworking our website. Uh, I admit, and have even had discussions as recently as today with people of, our, our website really needs a, a facelift. We need to make some changes and uh, make some uh, updates to, to several areas on there. So that's something that's going to be looked at. Uh, membership committee. Um, and actually, let me back up. The, the technical operations group, I want to recognize that that is... Uh, chaired by Vita Zavli and Phil Obergon. So thank you, Vita and Phil, for, for your leadership on that. Membership, in case anybody did not know and has missed it, is uh, now chaired by Joe Green. So with uh, under Joe's uh, leadership, that committee is reaching out to uh, chapters and members, 
and also putting together a new member welcome letter and, and packet. So I'll thank them for working on that stuff. In addition to you know some of the stuff that we saw here this uh, this last few weeks with the um, opening uh, virtual session and uh, you know, putting together that game that we continued with on Tuesday night. Um, let's see here. We have several convention-related committees, not the convention planning committee, but convention-related. So we have our awards committee chaired by Margie Donovan. Bylaws committee is chaired by uh, uh, Steve Bauer. Credentials and nominating committees chaired by Frank Welty. And resolutions chaired by Jeff Tom and Sarah Harris. So, you know, all of those committees are ones that we hear from during this uh, week or month of our convention. And so it's not just the convention planning that goes into it. There's all those others that uh, they go into putting things together for us. So I want to make sure to recognize that. Um, and then, of course, we do have our convention planning committee chaired by Sarah Harris with co-chair Andrea DeClotz. Haven't they put together a great co convention here this week? All right, and um, well, I'm not going too far away from there, but we have also chaired by Sarah and Andrea, we have our publications committee. Come on, go ahead, clap for them. Thank you. Um, you know, so they they do uh, things like the CCP happenings every week and the Blind California that comes out every quarter. Um, so we want to thank them for their work on those. And then, uh, of course, we'll hear from here in a few minutes, Governmental Affairs, uh, chaired by Alice Turner and Artis Bazin. Um, sorry, I lost my spot here. Um, all right, next I want to talk about, speaking of governmental affairs, we'll talk about some of the bills very quickly that we worked on last year. Uh, if you'll hear more about the current stuff, I, I'm guessing, uh, coming up here during their uh, time, uh, so that I want to kind of just review briefly some of the ones we did last year. Um, there was AB 1999, which dealt with behavioral health um, services. Uh, we we worked on AB 2264, which uh, dealt with Caltrans intersections. And uh, that one, uh, thanks largely to Gene Lozano, we were able to get in there that uh, all Caltrans intersections are supposed to have an accessible pedestrian signal, especially where there is an LPI or leading pedestrian interval. Um, so that was a, a huge thing. So thank you to Gene for that. Um, we, of course, worked on and, and uh, submitted many letters and uh, testimonies on SB 1480, which dealt with e-voting and, and ballot returns. 
Um, and of course, that one was pulled by the author um, before it was ever uh, ever even went to a, a vote. Uh, we had AB twenty four eighty, which was on rehab services. We and then of course our big one that's a two year was a two year bill that we worked on for a couple of years was AB three seventy one on the e scooters. Um, and so we have another bill on that this year. Um, and that doesn't even mention all the different hours, you know, numerous hours of testimonies and letter writing that uh, largely Jeff and Regina do. So let's have a hand of applause for Jeff and Regina. And also, thank you guys, everybody, for all your ch the chapters and individuals who write letters in support of all of our bills. So thank you. Give yourselves a hand of applause. All right. Um, at this point, I'm going to go ahead and wrap things up, at least as far as my, uh, my planned remarks, and then we'll uh, open it up for some questions here. Um, just... Again, I don't think I can say it that we've had our challenges over the last few years. Some of them were, uh, you know, could have been avoided. Some of them, obviously, the whole world faced. But uh, you know, we we're coming out pretty strong here, and I am pr very proud of the members in this organization. And I'm so proud to be president of this organization and be working on behalf of people who are blind or have low vision uh, to be working towards uh, making life better on a daily basis. Thank you. And with that, I will take questions. All right. Do we have any questions out there? You have a hand in Zoom. Okay. Sheila. We have a few hands in Zoom. And do we have any hands in here in the room? Yes. Okay. So let's go ahead and again, let's uh, kind of alternate between the room and Zoom. So uh, let's hear from whoever's in the room first. Oh, hi, it's Vita. Hello, Vita. Hey, uh, Jeb, I think um, mentioned a really good strategy that um, I think we should really consider, and that is to try to have co-chairs for every committee so that there's always two people responsible in leadership um, and that they're mentoring and learning um, because there's always that situation where someone is not available and you need someone else who knows the ropes. And I really hope we will consider doing that for every committee. I 100% agree with you. And I was taking notes while Deb was talking on that same thing. So uh, that's a very good idea. Thank you, Vita. Uh, who do we have first in Zoom? Sheila. Sheila Gunn Cushman here. Um, hi, Gabe. Um, 
I am very concerned. Um, you mentioned that we are re-upping with um, Upgrade California with PG&E. And there are some pretty critical issues that is that are happening with PG&E beyond that. And I would like to urge, challenge, push a little that um, I would like to see wider discussions with PG&E regarding things that affect blind folks and folks, folks with no folks with low vision. I can talk really, I can. Um, and um, the atmospheric rivers that all of California has been exp experiencing have um, resulted in massive um, power outages that no one was ready for. No one was uh, prepared. No one expected. Um, and I would like to see a CCB representative. Um, PG&E has a committee that has to do with disabilities, folks with disabilities and older adults. And I would like to see a person there who knows about this. And I would volunteer, but it doesn't have to be me. Um, and I wonder what your thoughts are. And I know I threw this at you curveball, so we can definitely talk offline, but I want it. Um, pinned to somewhere i appreciate that shayla and if you can get me the name of that committee and any contact information then we can definitely have a discussion about getting somebody on there yes i can i i do agree with you that uh you know our our community can be especially hard hit by when there's disasters like that so um yeah we definitely need to have have a voice at that table these discussions actually started last year, but um, they just sort of died. So, yes, I'll give you what I have. Yeah, let's definitely have that conversation. I appreciate that. Thanks. All right. Do we have any another hand here in the room? No hands here in the room? Of course, isn't that always the way it goes? Hi, Gabe, it's David. Hello, Congratulations David. on everything that you do and that you make you keep this organization ticking along, and we appreciate everything that you do. Right, everyone? Thanks. Well, well, um, I, David, I, it's, a, it's a team effort, and it sure wouldn't happen without everybody else doing most of the work. I, think that James has done an admirable job with the energy upgrade grant, but I am concerned that I would like to see us look for grants to establish a public relations apparatus to work on housing issues, transportation. There's so many issues. Uh, you know, just two weeks ago, we had a transportation community forum, and I, I was so amazed at some of the comments that people made. They were even more radical than my comments. And <laughs> no, I, I really serious. I, I, I would like to see us look for some grants to really work on refining this organization. It's great to work with PG&E, but I think it's much more important to promote this organization, and, and we can do it. We get the money. The, 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 the thing we have to be really careful of right now is, uh, is that we need to find grants that uh, are not geared just towards nonprofit organizations, um, and that's where we've been really great to have that 
EUC partnership is that, uh, you know, they're for community-based organizations of all kinds, but I, I do agree with you and I definitely agree with, see where you're coming from on that. If, if, uh, if we can look for those kinds of grants, then I think we should go for them. All right. Do we have another hand in Zoom? Not at this time. Not at this time. All right. Well, then, what's that, Lisa? We do have hands in the room? Okay. All right. Man, I thought I was going to get off easy. Just <laughs> when you start thinking, Gabe. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're out of time. Yeah. After my question. Hi, Gabe. Uh, thank you. This is Margie, in case you don't know. Um, then I'm, I'm going to always bring this topic up until we do it. And um, I've seen a number of discussions on our CCB list, and I've seen it on CAVL and different lists about we need to strengthen the ADA, we need to pass nursing home legislation, we need to do X, Y, Z. We don't need to do any of that. We have laws. We have laws that we need to enforce. When someone is in a nursing home, if it's a nursing home that takes Medicare and they are not getting their needs as a blind person met, that's a 504 complaint. When somebody has a paratransit issue, that's an FDA complaint. Um, various ADA complaints, I'm not going to get into the whole thing because we do want to get to elections. But I surmise that we have some people in this current organization and I happen to be one of them, that can help people file specific complaints. I'm, I'm, I've filed FTA, I have filed ADA, and just as of this week, I filed a 504 complaint. And I really would suggest that the board looks at putting a call out and speaking with those of us and finding out what our expertise is so we can start helping the members that need the help to file such complaints. When will you do that by? I will do that by the end of April of this year. And she will hold me to that thing. I heard that comment. I, I considered saying April of 2025, but uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Do we have any other questions? Hands up there. Okay. How many? One more. One more. Okay. I think we'll take this hand and then uh, I'll hand it off to the next group at that point. Okay. This is uh, Joshua Saunders. And I had a question. Oh, sorry. Right there. There we go. I had a question. Yeah, if you speak um, a little bit louder, Josh, because okay, sitting I have, where I am, it's kind of hard to hear the speaker. Okay. Um, my name's Joshua, and I had a question regarding our nonprofit status and what's happening with that, because I was attending or listening to a board meeting where it was suggested that the treasurer uh, refile the documents um, to the tax board to as one filing to try to get it back into their heads that they need to pay attention to this. And I just wondered how that was progressing and 
whether that stock. My my understanding is that those documents were refiled as of a couple of weeks ago. And uh, so we are hoping to be get back to the top of their list and get it back on their radar and uh, work from there. But yes, those documents have just recently been refiled. Good to hear. I was wanting to hear. Thank you. All right. Thank you, everyone. And, and oh, I'm sorry. It says on this thing here that I'm supposed to thank myself. So self, thank you. All right. Um, hey, gotta have a little fun with when you're when you have the mic, right? Um, all right, with that, I would like to uh introduce Jeff Tom to uh take it over to who is our serving as our governmental affairs director. Um and uh he is kind enough, along with all of us here, to donate our time his time. So uh, I want to thank Jeff and uh, give Jeff a round of uh, hand of applause and welcome Jeff so he can introduce everyone else. Unfortunately, sometimes Lisa does bad things, and that's one of the very few bad things she did is handing us a live mic. <laughs> so um, Artis and Alice have given us permission to make fools of ourselves up here uh, without them, um, which uh, is good for them, perhaps, but not necessarily for us. Um, so I'm going to tag team things with Regina. Uh, the first thing I wanted to mention is we are really blessed to have, you know, hearkening back to the whole co-chair thing. Our committee has a couple of great co-chairs, Artis and Alice, and they, and I'll talk about one topic where they are especially impactful, and that is organizing and spearheading and helping to get an information and regina did it as well this time helped in that regard a lot of work she put in the the um the ccb's portion of the capitol hill visits for the acb uh leadership conference or legislative seminar or whatever you want to call it um and which is still ongoing it takes so much time to get uh, appointments anymore that i think Probably the majority of us uh, are still partway through our appointments, and so it'll linger into some time in April before we'll be all done. But there was over 20 people, um, I forget exactly how many, close to 25, um, that participated. And I want to thank, I can't, I don't have the list right here, and I'd skip somebody if I tried to, you know, uh, do it by memory. But I want to thank each and every one of you, and let's give them all a hand. Yeah, absolutely. Well, participating. Um, and, and I had encouraged those of you who did not do so next year. It is a really, um, it's an important thing, but it's also extremely educational and it can be a real learning experience for you. We team, uh, newbies, so to speak, or people who have not done it before with those who have. And so you you learn by doing, you gain confidence, you realize that these congressional staffers are, you know, the, you know way more than they do about the things you're going to be talking to them about, and you become better advocates. So I encourage you, you know, it really does um, take, I, will, I won't, won't, you know, try to sugarcoat it, 
If you don't have email, it's a little hard to do it, although it can be worked out. But um, if you are, are, are all considering it, um, I would really urge you to try and do it because the more teams we can put together, we have, you know, two senators and 52, I think we lost one, um, uh, Congress persons. And the more teams we can put together, the easier it is for us to cover the whole state. So next year, if you are of a mind and you're thinking about it and you haven't done it before, or maybe you've been out of it and haven't done it for a year or two, uh, we hope that you will um, join us next year in, in ACB's legislative seminar efforts. We cover a lot of interesting topics. Um, you know, this year it was, it has been, um, telecommunications, uh, exercise and fitness, websites, and what was the fourth one? Somebody tell me. No, that was one of them. That's the medical devices, of course. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, and so these are all important topics. So with that, I'm going to give it over to Regina for a couple of topics, and then I'll come back with a few. Okay, so thank Joshua Saunders for helping me with SSI. Um, he's been attending some of the meetings and keeping up with some things. I will tell you that they are ramping up their visits too. We've been so I've been getting to know some legislative aides, uh, and some actually show up sometimes. The actual uh, uh, person themselves, but this is on the state level for the state assembly and the state senate because we're trying to do several things. One that would be really interesting to all of you is the application process for both food stamps and, uh, sorry, SNAP, <laughs> SNAP and SSI. We want to make that truly accessible to people with all abilities, including people with who are blind and low vision. And we actually are advancing that as one of our objectives this year. And, um, we are also working on evening out some of the disparities when you have shared households. Because what happens is, is if you, even if they say you, you don't um, incur a cost, this, like you, you have different uh, household expenses, they're not treating it that way. And they're still counting the income of the person that you live with, even if that person isn't helping you financially. We're also trying to work on some of the regulatory sides of things, such as not counting food as resources. And that is actually a rule that's being written now because the coalition pushed for that, that in the state of California, they cannot count if someone gives you some food as income. And I think that is major because mm -hmm. it, it when you're already on a low income, you know, someone helps you with food. That's that's something that's probably pretty necessary. So um, we're working on that and a few other technical regulations between Medi-Cal, Medicare, and dual el eligibility. It's called. So that's that's stuff. We are also still shopping the drug resolution, and this year we got a lot of positive feedback, but no one's picked it up yet. Part of our challenge is fiscal because people are so afraid of proposing anything that might spend money and we're telling them 
you know, it's negligible to put together a task force. That's all we're asking is to work on it. And we're still working that. There's not a time limit on that. So we will be continuing to shop that. Um, it can come to the floor at any time. It's not like bills. And the other thing that we are working on. So in nursing homes, it came to our attention through some recent studies on the national level. And uh, they did it state by state. And we found out that in the state of California, up to 50% of people in nursing homes have some kind of significant vision loss. And surprise, surprise, they're not getting the services that they need to get. We have a lot of anecdotal um, stories about that. It's hard to get really hard data, except things like, you know, just a few things. So we put together a bill that would ask to be part of the incentive program. So what they do is they pay incentives for people that, or, or for skilled nursing facilities that comply with certain uh, benchmarks. And the the better you comply, the more incentive money you get. Well, we would like to be included in those incentives because we're not. And so we wrote this legislation, but the committee that hears this, that, that will be instrumental in pushing it through, has asked us to pause on that because they want us to try to go through the regular stakeholder process which Jeff and I tried to do last year, and it's inaccessible. Like, the platforms are inaccessible. They they want to use these um, places to do public comment that we can't do independently. And so now I think the committee, we're, we're holding the committee to, okay, well, not the committee, this uh, the legislative aid that's helping us. We're holding that office to say, okay, you want us to go through this process. Let's do it together. And that's where we're at. So um, it's not done, but it may not happen this year the way we want it. So that's not encouraging news. But remember our scooter bill. How many years did it take? So we're not giving up. Here you go, Jeff. Okay. Thank you. All right. Yes, Regina is learning more and more and you know taking over more of the load all the time. And uh you know, pretty soon I can just uh well I was in Maui last week and I'm thinking of going over there permanently if I can figure out a way to <laughs> uh, cover the cost of doing it. Um I, there's gotta be some politician I could, you know cozy up to and okay so anyway um turning back to scooters for a second uh before i go on to this year i, I just wanted to sort of echo what gabe said there's no way we would have passed the first state law in the country that requires uh, renters of scooters to have insurance against negligence when pedestrians are injured unless we had had all the incredible outpouring of letters and calls etc from those of you out there and, and all and you on zoom 
this organization, I've never really seen that level of letter writing for one bill in all the years I've been here. Maybe it's maybe there has been, and maybe Mitch could show me an instance where there was, but I just I was just totally touched and flabbergasted by the work you did. And so give yourselves a second hand on that because it was really exceptional. So this year, um, we're working, we had some issues with, we wrote in that bill um, some signage requirements that the scooter companies had to uh, institute in order to have signage that would allow um, a person who is blind or who has low vision to know where to call in case of an accident. And the signage requirements, the way we wrote them, were a little bit difficult for the companies to actually um, begin to implement um, in terms of the way the scooters are shaped. So we're doing a bill this year in collaboration with some of the scooter companies to make it such that the signs will be able to be placed on the scooters, but will still be um, have braille and tactile signage, have sufficient contrast, so that they will meet the needs of our users and yet be um, something that can be easily complied with by the industry. Um, it's been tough work. I want to thank uh, Gabe and Jean for the work they've put in on it. And um, and, and it's, it's going well. We think we're going to be able to get it through. But the insurance part is going to be implemented in July. Um, and so start to see you know we had a woman just got broke a wrist in the in the city last week because she was run down by a scooter on the sidewalk and if it had been in july she would have been able to get uh insured fortunately wasn't um so let me turn to education just briefly um we are in a sort of a debate we passed a bill a couple of years ago about uh, incorporating into the California Education Code some what is called the expanded core curriculum, which uh, constitute various types of services that blind and low vision kids need through the classroom or an O&M environment because they can't learn it you know, like kids with sight do from their peers or their parents or whatever, um, like daily living skills, hygiene, um, sex education, you know, social skills, different career development, different things. Um, but it isn't, these things aren't required. So some districts um, uh, allow teachers to teach them and put them into IEPs and other districts don't. Um, we're, we were thinking of running a bill with the industry or with the special education field. The field is frankly a little worried about doing it, at least some people are, because of the work, the increased workload which they feel will be placed upon the already overworked teachers. And that is a real concern. So, you know, we're we're doing a few things at, at the at the next convention of the educators and teachers. We're gonna we're going to do not CCV, but but another entity that we're associated with. We're going to do a survey uh, to get more information about the need for these services. Um, but we also have to decide 
as an organization do if the field is not ready to embrace a bill to mandate these services in the education code, do we want to go it alone? We may have to do that. We, we've, we've you know, given them sort of warning that we have to think about it. Not everybody in the field is opposed to our doing it, but it's something we have to think about. We, we don't want to alienate those who, you know, teach our kids, but we also know that we have our first concern is for the kids themselves. So something we're going to be talking about um, this summer and just have to make a decision during the fall. Um, yes, and, then, and now I'm getting to that. Perfect timing. Uh, our final bill um, that we have this year, um, thanks to several folks, uh, Margie and Susan Glass and Alice Turner and others, in, in Frank and others in uh, Golden State Guide Dog Handlers, we, just, we came up with the idea of having an education campaign uh, that would be uh, implemented by the Department of Consumer Affairs uh, in order to teach, uh, most importantly, the business community uh, about the problems that service animals have with other dogs, primarily, some of whom might even be service animals. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's we have laws about attacks, but they don't really get enforced very well. In a state like California, you're not really going to increase the penalties more than they already are. So we felt an educational campaign would be the best way to move forward on this. Um, we were then joined uh, right off the bat, of course, by the National Federation of the Blind, California. And um, we turned, we turn to both canine companions and guide dogs for the blind and now it's sort of a uh the, the bill is ab 1518 by some woman friedman and it's sort of a four party sponsored bill among the, those four entities i.e ourselves nfbc and the two schools uh, and we sort of jointly meet and go over um no ideas and amendments. Regina has also been very helpful in that. We sort of work together. And we hope to get uh, something done that will have a, a long-term impact on the business community of this state and really the general public at large. So I think um, that there's a lot of, I, I could talk about a lot of things that individuals in this organization are doing um, in a lot of areas, um, you know, transportation and senior services, et cetera. But um, let me just say for now, I'll, I'll open it up for questions um, to Regina or myself, if there's time, Gabe. I think we got a few minutes. Okay. And is there anybody on Zoom with a hand up? Yes, we have one hand in Zoom. Okay. So we'll now we have take two. two questions. We'll, we'll, what's that? Now we have two. Okay. So let's do these four questions, and I think that's probably going to be about all we have time for. Hi, this is really just a comment, and it's Alice Turner. I, I, I think I want to applaud two significant actions that have been coming on um, within our organization and within the government and, you know, affairs. One is alliances. Um, Jeff and Regina have been amazingly um, effective in choosing the right alliances to give us more power. Blindness is a low incident. And then the second thing is under um, Jeff's mentorship, 
Regina is a star at breaking down complex information into understandable bits. And I, I just have to say for, for someone that I need that. I mean, I, I, I read that stuff and then I say, oh, please, Regina. And then I go back. So, um, I just want to applaud the alliances and then making it something so everyone can have a conversation with anybody about our issues. Thank you. Hey, Jeff, um, or Regina. Um, I have a question about, um, uh, budget summaries from the governor. Uh, the, uh, this is Lisa Krishman. Um, please don't yell at me. Um, I had a question about budget summaries. Um, I received a budget summary a few uh, uh, weeks ago uh, from um, work that came from the governor's office. It was a um, it was a PDF and um, it was pretty inaccessible. Every um, you could technically read it with an insert down arrow, but every it was spelling out every letter. So reading the document as opposed to taking about. Um, maybe 30 minutes took about um, an hour and a half. I mean, it seems like it's a pretty, it's pretty, would it be a pretty fixable thing? Um, do you know how something like that would get remedied? Because I'm sure I'm not the only blind person who would be uh, sent uh, budget summaries to analyze. So if you, if you have that summary, I'd love to have you send it. And then, and then if I, you know, if I can, find the same issue that you did, which I probably can, uh, then I, I can certainly try and forward it to somebody in the governor's office and let them know that there are some concerns that have to be met. So, um, and if you want to, if you want to include um, the steps to take to fix that issue along with it, that'd be okay too. So yeah, whatever you can do, we're happy to follow up on it. Great. Thanks, Lisa. And who is our first hand up on Zoom? Sheila Gunn Cushman. All right. Go ahead, Sheila. Uh, Sheila Gunn Cushman. Um, I have two uh, issues that I think are right in line with what you guys are already doing, and I'd like to um, flag them and and ask maybe if if they can be worked on. The first one is that last January, not of this year, but of 2022, Medi-Cal started um, being able to pay for over-the-counter um, medicines. But making that happen in reality was a nightmare. And information about it was very sketchy and very confusing and very... Uh, anyway... Um, and I would like to see, um, some, some support brought in about Medi-Cal and making sure that folks on Medi-Cal get what they need, understand what's going on, um, have, have access to all the things that they are technically allowed to have, um, as soon as possible. Um, and an example of that is that my local Kaiser was delivering OTC meds, over-the-counter meds, to folks on Medi-Cal 
they have stopped that. Um, COVID is not over, despite the wishes of everybody in government and everywhere else for that matter, and we're still dealing with it. Um, and quickly, the second thing is um, the CalWIN, um, my benefits, CalWIN. I think it's org. I'm not looking at it. Um, is difficult. Um, I know some folks who can figure it out, but I could not. Um, I would like to see that be more accessible because I actually have to do some reporting and I don't know where to begin and how. I know I'm supposed to go to my county and all, and I, I can get it settled. But the point is, um, it's a hassle and we need to do better. Um, and as to the Medi-Cal, I'd like to help and I don't know how. And <laughs> Um, I now work 37 and a half a week. So let's see what we can do. Thanks. So that is part of the processes we are working on. We're starting with SNAP. We are also working on Social Security with the idea that we're going to move to the rest of it. And we are including website accessibility and applications. Okay. So on the first issue, the Medica one, I'm, I'm actually not really familiar with the issue, but if you send me a synopsis of what you just said, um, CCB, one of the good things that we have done is that we are the only blindness organization that is part of the California Coalition of Long-Term Services and Supports, which is a very large um, advocacy, not only advocacy groups, but um, groups, uh, say, of you know, physicians, nurses, you know, all of those professions uh, type of organizations. Um, and so I can take this around and try to find out more about it and see what is being done. Because um, really, I don't, I don't know about it myself, but we can look into it. I, I think we had a couple of questions here in the room. I think we had one more question on Zoom, and then we're going to try to move on. Did we have one more hand up in Zoom? They must have lowered their own hand because it's gone. <laughs> well, in that case, let's go ahead and take this one hand here in the room and then we'll be done. All right. I hear you and I already had it planned actually. So, um, all right, Lisa, do you have your wheel up for a door prize? So we are going to raffle off a $25 gift card. Door prize, what did I say? Door prize. Door prize. $25. It's been a long 24 hours. We are going a $25 door prize. Given by Bayview Bayview Chapter. The winner is Aaron Espinoza. How about another one? Gabe? Another one? Okay. Let's do $25 to Applebee's. Given by the Fresno Chapter. The winner is Maureen Schultz. Maureen and Aaron, if you're in the room, raise your hand and we'll have someone bring you your gift cards. 
did we did, uh, did I blank out? Did we thank uh, Jeff and Regina? I don't think we did. I think I got interrupted with the door plunge. Yes, thank you, Jeff and Regina, for everything you do and for that report on filling us in here. Um, and now, actually, I think we're going to have to share the mic again. Uh, Karen Schroeder, are you still around? And uh, can I get somebody to take this mic to Karen so she can do an invocation before we go into our remembrances? Hi. <laughs> I've been asked to do a little in invocation, and it's interesting, the placement of it, because it's right before elections. So let's let's quickly uh, bow our heads and, and just ask for the Lord's blessing. So, Lord, I thank you for all of your blessings. I thank you for all of us who are able to get together and those who are able to join us on Zoom. I would just ask that you fill our hearts with your peace and your strength and uh, with courage and that you will set um, each person free from any negative thoughts that they're experiencing or emotions and that they can be fully experience your love and forgiveness and your salvation. So I uh, ask that you will help us all as we go into the elections and just let your will be done in our lives. And I pray that the Holy Spirit will minister to us throughout this whole convention and keep us safe. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We've reached the point uh, on Friday night that we, uh, we we did a bit of rearranging from what uh, has been done in the past. Um, we're at this point going to do our remembrances of those that we have lost since our uh, last convention. So um, at this point, I would open it up for anyone who wants to remember someone to please stand or raise your hand, and we will take a microphone to you. Okay. Oh, hello. This is Rob Rob Turner, and we unfortunately did lose two of our chapter members, John. John Vandervoort, a uh, longtime Silicon Valley Council of Blind member, and also uh, James Brown, that's Lorraine Brown's uh, late husband. So, thank you. Real quick before we move to the next person, um, all of you out there listening, please, we are not doing elections yet, so please do not be calling the numbers. Um, I just I was just told that we have people already calling the numbers for elections. We are not doing elections yet. So please hold off until we have moved into elections to start calling. Thank you. All right. And then whoever we have up next, please, if we can go ahead and get them the, uh, the microphone. Thank you. Hello, this is Vita, uh, the San Francisco chapter lost um, Elizabeth Klein, who likes to be called Liz. And um, we had a, a wonderful Zoom memorial for her. And um, it was really touching. And I encourage chapters to do that kind of um, virtual memorial that really allows everyone to participate. Thank you. Thanks, Vita. And do we have anybody on Zoom that would like to remember anyone? Go ahead and raise your hand. And of course, Zoom hook is all. We do have one in Zoom. Um, all right. It just let's says call in user one. All right. Let's go to call in user one. Is that Christine? Or is Christine here in the room tonight? 
Hello, this is Christine Bailey of the Inland Empire Chapter. We lost our Antoine Abushaki. His wife, Kathy Abushaki, is the one that's legally blind. They're both professor, retired professors at California at the University of Riverside RCC system. And I hope his wife has support in getting over her loss. All Thank right. you. Thank you, Christine. And do we have anybody else here in the room? Yes. Okay. Uh, this is Lisa Presley Thomas with the Fresno chapter. Yes, uh, we tragically lost Suzanne Hood this year. Uh, I'm sorry, in September. Um, she was killed by a drunk driver. Um, for many of you who know her, she was Roger Hood's wife um, and a strong uh, supporter of CCB. Mm -hmm. We do have another hand in Zoom. Okay, let's go ahead. Who do we have in Zoom? Area code um, 510. We, um, in Bayview chapter, we lost uh, Steve Fort in, Ju in July of this year. Um, he had a, a bout with cancer, but he was really a good parliamentarian, and he worked for this chapter. He knew a whole lot of history. I wish I knew all the, he remembered all the history that he knew. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Patty. And anybody else here in the room? Yes. Okay. Well, in the Los Angeles area, we lost a couple CCB members. Um, one of them moved to, to um, Missouri recently, Albert Contreras, and um, uh, David um, David Mejia. Uh, both of these gentlemen were uh, secondary chapter members in 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 the uh, in our chapter, the Glendale Burbank area chapter, and uh, we very very much missed them and. Uh, had really really nice memorials for them one more member who was a primary member of our chapter is linda keeney and uh, we lost her just recently as well so we want to have remembrance of her as well thank you all right thank you anthony do we have more hands? this is judy oh go ahead judy um first of all um, i'm so sorry about susan this is suzanne's first i've heard i want to say a little more about Albert Contreras, who was one of the most devoted Braille users and library users, a devoted member of those two affiliates. This man, sweet man, commuted two hours every day back and forth to his job for many, many years. Just showed how much he believed in employment, how much he believed in the fundamental values of CCB and ACB. I also would like to acknowledge the loss, um, again, our guide dog affiliate member and Lua member, Gil Johnson, who lost his wife, Becky, six months ago, and just sent out an email to us a couple of days ago about how he still misses her and thinks of her every day. Gil, I just want you to know that we think about you every day. And finally, Patty would have mentioned it, but we also in Bayview lost 
George Christensen this year, just a few months ago, talk about a man I sat next to at meeting after meeting, never realized how much he served his country. I think he was nearly 90. And uh, these losses let us know how much we owe to our wonderful memories and our wonderful history. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. Well, thank you, everybody, for sharing those. Um, it's always a good time to to be able to, always good, I should say, to be able to remember people at this time. So thank you for all of those sharing. At this point, we will move into the final item on our agenda. The item you have all been waiting for, I know. Elections. And if you sit through elections, we'll have a door prize after them. Four, six, five. Or during. Haven't decided yet. Yep, four, six, All right. So what we're going to do here first is in just about one minute, for those on Zoom or listening remotely, um, I will in just about a minute announce the phone numbers that you will call when we get to having a contested election. Don't call them when I give them. Call them once we have a contested election. So grab your note taker of, of choice because I'm going to run down the list okay. of yep, those numbers. Yes, not for here in the room, but if you're listening remotely on Zoom or ACB media, uh, when we get to a contested election, then that is when you will call the phone number um, that fits with your last name uh, to, to cast your vote or text. Um, so, uh, they are broken into four different groups and I will go through, give you the, the letters in each group and then the phone numbers. Um, so here we go. And then, and then during, when we get to a contested election, I will also tell you what number you, at that point that you can call if you miss it at this point or, or something happens. Um, so the first group, and, and I just ask those of you here in the room to bear with me for a minute while I run down these. Uh, the first group, if your last name starts with the letters of A through D, as in Delta, then the phone number you will call, 6845. The next group, if your last name starts with the letters E through K, as in Kilo, then you will call phone number 8809. And if uh, for the third group, if your last name is L through R, as in Romeo, then you will call phone number 8161. And the last one is if your last name starts with the letter S through the end of the alphabet, you will call 2989. All right. Now we have that out of the way. Um, let me read the names of everybody that was placed into nomination, and then we'll take them in the order of uh, appearance. So for the office of first vice president, we had placed into nomination the name of Sarah Harris. For the office of secretary, we had the name of Steve Bauer. And then we had the directors, Christy Crespin. Pam Metz, David Mandel, Joe Green, and Penny Valdivinos. And just as a reminder, 
anyone with any member in good standing can be nominated uh, for any of those positions. Uh, they did not need to submit a candidate statement, did not need to participate in the candidates forum. But I would ask that you make sure that you have conferred with them prior to nominating and be sure that they are willing and interested in being nominated for that position. All right. With that being said, we will now proceed with the beginning of our elections. And uh, we will. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, delegates. Um, let, let me give instructions to delegates. If you are a delegate or an alternate delegate for a chapter or affiliate, um, if you are here in the room, then we will ask you to stand or raise your hand so we can get the microphone to you, or I guess we can just have you shout it out. Uh, and I will, uh, I, uh, I will uh, repeat how you voted. And we will have folks here that are going to be tallying those up. Um, if you are a delegate or alternate on Zoom as we are proceeding through the roll call, then I will ask you to raise your hand so that our Zoom host can unmute you or send you the message to unmute as we're coming up. Um, there is a hand raised at this time. Do you want to take that before? Uh, not yet. Okay. Um, and uh, and then uh, as we, uh, well, if we have contested elections also, for those of you uh, here in the room uh, voting in person as an individual, we will be handing out cards and you will get instructions on how to tear up your card or your slip of paper uh, for that vote. All right. Um, now at this point, I guess uh, we should take a few few minutes to answer those questions. So uh, you said there is a question on Zoom. Right, yes, this is Zoom. Sheila. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, I feel like a pest. I just wanted to know if we could text the phone numbers as well as calling them or not. Yes, you can either call or text that phone number. Okay, thanks. You're welcome. Did we have any other questions either in Zoom or on the, here in the room? Are we ready to move to a vote or to voting? Uh, we have one. Uh, I hear Vita with a question. Chapter members together. Yeah. Shana, come on. Oh. Come on over. Thank you. All right. Well, that. I think you get if folks are moving around, we can do it quietly because I think we're ready to move to the elections. Um. All right. Uh, so first up, we have the office of first vice president. Sarah Harris has been placed into nominations. So I will call three times for other nominations. So for the first time, are there any other nominations for the office of first vice president? For a second time, any nominations for the office of first vice president? And for a third time. Any nominations for the office of first vice president? Yes, sir. 
All right, we have a motion in uh, multiple seconds. Are uh, all in favor, say aye. Anyone opposed, say nay. Congratulations, Sarah. You are on another two years. And can we get Sarah the microphone, please? There you go. All right. <laughs> what was that over there? All right. So um, I just want to thank everybody uh, for having the confidence in me to continue on. And, and I really, really, really want to look at um, how we can strengthen leadership within our council. And, and so folks that, you know, are interested in becoming up and coming leaders, um, I think Vita and I can really agree on this, you know, please, you know, come to me and let, let's, let's figure out what your niche is because we need more folks to do more of the work. And, and remember, because as the convention is called, we're better together. So, you know, th thank you to everybody and have a super awesome convention. All right. Congratulations, Sarah. Um, next up, we have the Office of Secretary and the nominating committee selected the name of Steve Bauer. So to begin uh, for the first time. Are there any other nominations for the position of secretary? Are there any other nominations for the position of secretary? And for a third and final time, are there any other nominations for the position of secretary? I move that the nominations right. be closed. And I, I think I heard about 17 people move and second to... Uh, to nominate Steve Bauer as secretary and close nominations or close and nominate or elect Steve. So all in favor, please say aye. Aye. Anybody opposed, say nay. And congratulations, Steve. Can we get Steve a microphone? Gabe, I have a question. This is Charlene. Hold, hold on a second. We're trying to get Steve a microphone. Greetings all. Thank you so much for uh, the confidence you placed in me. I sort of had a Prowler went at this uh, when Linda left the state a few months ago, and I guess I didn't screw it up too badly, so uh, <laughs> appreciate all your help. In, in all seriousness, um, I know reading minutes is, uh, there's not too many things that are more boring than that, but uh, if you ever question the work that this great organization does, uh, read the board meeting minutes month after month. It's pretty amazing the various things we're into, and uh, I'm thrilled to be a part of it and uh, uh, continue doing my best as uh, scribing it and also as uh, doing a lot of other things in the organization, wearing the different hats as all of us do. So um, as Sarah said, you know, anybody wants to suggest something or I'm, I've always got an open email box and open phone lines. So I look forward to hearing lots of memories in the, in the future as we progress for another year. Thank you. Congratulations, Steve. And did I hear somebody on Zoom trying to get my attention a minute ago? Yes, Charlene Ornelas. Yeah, if there's more than one candidate running for um, one of the director seats, I think that's what's left. Um, you said to raise, well, for people on Zoom to raise their hand, but if there's more than one, how are we handling that? Thank you. If if you're on Zoom, then you will call the call or text the phone number, one of the phone numbers yeah. I read. 
read off earlier. But if I'm your last name is. But if I'm a delegate and I'm voting as a delegate oh, on if, Zoom. Yeah, if you're a delegate and you're voting, uh, as, if you're a delegate or moving as we're moving through, then you will raise your hand and we'll have the uh, Zoom host uh, uh, unmuting uh, or sending the message to those with raised hands to unmute themselves as we're going through so that when I get to your chapter or affiliate that you will be able to cast your chapter affiliate delegate vote. Thank you. Okay. All right. So I think we're ready to move on to our first director vote of the evening. And the name of Christy Crespin has been placed into nomination. Um, so are there any other nominations from the floor? Any other nominations from the floor? And for a third and final time, are there any other nominations from the floor? I, I love the fact that by the time the one person is done making a motion, there's at least seven other uh, seconds. So, uh, okay, it's been moved and multiply seconded to close nominations and to let Christy as the director, uh, so or as the first director position of the evening. Um, so all in favor, say aye. Aye. Anybody opposed, say nay. All right. Congratulations, Christy. Is Christy in the room? Yeah. Okay. Can we get Christy the microphone, please? Thank you so much for allowing me to have a third term. I'm so excited. There's so much to be done and I'm just revving up and ready to go. Thanks. All right. Congratulations, Christy. Uh, all right. Next position, is, we, or the next director position we have, that was the name of Pam Metz, was placed into nomination. So uh, are there any other nominations from the floor? Are there any other nominations from the floor? For a third and final time, are there any other nominations from the floor? All right. We have a motion and at least a second. So uh, to close nominations and elect Pam as uh, the director as a director. So all in favor, say aye. Anybody opposed, say nay. Congratulations, Pam. And can we get Pam a mic? I don't want to choke on the mic to be, no. Um, thank you. I came to this convention not expecting to win. I really did. Yes, I did. I actually did. I actually did. Well, if he can vote at the board meetings while I fall asleep, yeah, that's true. That's okay. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, my reasons for running again is to, I, I really want to support some of the newer members coming up and and using my own skills at Baba Costa, even though we argue, and um, Ken Metz and others have taught me along the way to teach some of the younger members coming up on how to deal with the board and find their niche in CCB. It took me a minute to find my own. So thank you, you guys. Congratulations, Pam. Uh, the next position we have, or the next director position, 
Uh, we have the name of David Mandel placed into nominated. Are there any other nominations from the floor? For a second time, any other nominations from the floor? And for a third and final time, are there any other nominations from the floor? Uh, okay, I, I didn't understand a word that any of y'all said, but I'm going to assume that there was a motion to uh, close the nominations and elect that veto by acclamation. So all, all in favor, please say aye. Anybody opposed, say nay. Okay, congratulations, David. Can we get David a microphone? There you go. Hello. Thank you. I am really very surprised and pleased. And I was thinking about, oh, contested elections. This is going to be fun. But uh, Vita has been jumping up and down so thrilled because now we have representation from our San Francisco chapter. And I pledge to you, I can't promise the moon or the sun, but I will work to help to grow a CCB and to also to reach out to other community uh, groups uh, outside of CCB to, uh, to inform them that we exist and we're here for them and they can be for us as well. So thank you. All right. We have two more left. Uh, so next position, the name of Joe Green was placed into nomination. So uh, to begin, are there any other nominations from the floor? Are there any other nominations from the floor? Have a nomination on the panelist side. Yes, is that Warren? Phil. Yes, Warren. All right. The name of Shana Ray has been placed into nomination. Shana, do you accept? Shana, was that a yes? Okay, I think I heard yes. Uh, so Shana Ray has been placed into nominations. Are there any other nominations from the floor? What was that, sir? Phil. Phil, there's a hand on Zoom. This is Phil, and I was going to yes, nominate Shana, but uh, Warren already did. Thank you. Okay, thank you. All right. Um, and I, can't, I lost count there. Uh, am I on third time now? Uh, I think I'm a third time. Is there any other nominations from the floor? Okay. And do we have a motion to close nominations and move to elections? All right. Awesome. So at this point, we will have our first contested election in about seven years, I think. Um, so uh, at this time, uh, what we'll do is if uh, if our volunteers can hand, start handing out those pieces of paper and uh, the instruction will be since Joe Green was the nominee from um, from the nomination committee, if you are voting for Joe Green, then do not do anything to your piece of paper. Leave it whole. What, if, what about uh, speeches? Oh, 
You are so correct. I'm sorry. Let me give those instructions here just so you can be thinking about it. Um, and then uh, and then you're right. We will move to speeches. Uh, see, it's been so long since we've had a contested election. I forgot how to do it. Um, all right. So, um, so yeah. So, uh, let's see. Joe, who are your speakers going to be, sir? So, Sarah Harris and Larry Gassman. All right. And Shana, who are your rep, uh, your uh, speeches going to be, ma'am? I cannot hear you. Phil. Phil O'Brien and Lisa Cushman. Is that correct? Okay. All right. So um, do I have somebody that could be a timekeeper? Timekeeper? Uh, yeah. Oh, I thought he was asking someone. All right. I think I think I heard Rob say first. So Rob, if you're willing to be a timekeeper, then uh then we will uh what we'll do is we will have Joe Green's uh speakers go oh. first. You two will have a total of five minutes. Who's going first for Joe? Yeah. All right, so I'll have Larry go first, and then Sarah will go second for Joe. When Larry finishes, I'll ask Rob how much time is left. And then, uh, Sarah, since you're going second, would you like any kind of it? Well, maybe I should ask Larry how long he's going to go and if you need a uh, 30 seconds. <laughs> All right, so we'll give Larry a 30-second mic cutoff. Um <laughs> And Sarah, it, uh, assuming Larry doesn't take all the time, how, would you like a 30 second or so uh, warning? Okay. And then Shana, who, uh, what, um, what order will you, will you would, or would you like your speakers to go in? Phil first and then Lisa second. And uh Phil and or Lisa, would would you guys like a thirty second warning when you're when time is about to run out? Okay, um, so uh, let's see. Do we have a microphone for Larry? I'm here. But Larry is running our uh, our our boards and stuff tonight, so uh, we appreciate Larry. Let's hear for our guys that are running the audio stuff that day. All right, Larry, are you ready? I am. And Rob, are you ready with the time? All right, uh, Rob, go ahead and start the time when Larry starts speaking. I've known Joe Green for probably almost 20 years, maybe a little more than that, because when I first started at Marriott, uh, firstly as, a, as an agent, he was there. And one thing rather quickly I, I re realized about Joe was that he was passionate about what he does and still is. I talk about passion because I think it's one of the greatest attributes anybody can have in life uh, because it makes what you do and how you do it so much easier when you have a love and a passion for what you do. And I realized also when Joe said he would do something when we were working together and then even later on, he did it. 
Um, and, and that isn't always easy. He is, uh, he has begun to do some of those things now with Marriott. He's our membership chairman now, and he's doing some great things and will do some great things with the membership committee as well. He, he dives in, gets involved. If he says he's going to do something, he will. And uh, I urge you to please vote for Joe Green. And I'm done. All right. And uh, Rob, how much time does Sarah have? Two minutes, 45 seconds. Okay. Will you shout out, please, when it gets down to about 30 seconds for her? Great. Thank you, Sarah. Do, do we have a mic coming to Sarah? Hello, hello, everybody. So I am very, very honored to speak today for Joe Green, or as I call him, Jose Verde. Um, it is so, it is so, imp it's such an important part of CCB. Um, uh, membership is huge, right? And so when we think about our board and, and having folks on our board that have expertise in different areas, um, it is really important to count that in. And, and so when I think of Joe serving on the board and having access to, um, that part of, of CCB and being able to come up with ways that that can be shuttled down to our membership in a way that is effective and that is meaningful is, is going to make a great difference within our organization. It's, you know, it's amazing because, you know, I, I think something that, um, Joe and I have talked about is really looking at how, you know, we can make sure that we're connecting with everybody and then also that we can make sure that we are welcoming everybody. And so I really encourage folks to vote for Joe Green because he cares about CCB and our members and he will really make a difference on our board and be a great addition to the great folks that we already have. So vote Joe Green or Jose Verde. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. And um, let's see, we're doing, Bill is going first, then Lisa, correct? And uh, Rob, do you have the time reset? Okay. I hear Rob say that the time is reset. Phil, are you, the, are you live and ready? I am ready to go. I hear you. All right. So we will. If we could have folks be quiet, and then uh, we will start the time when you start speaking, Phil. Hello, CCB members. I met Shana one year ago when Vita Zavali invited her to meet with us to discuss her interest and talents for a position in the Technical Operations Group, aka TOG. I was immediately impressed with Shana's willingness to take on active roles for the committee, and she was not afraid to step up and learn new skills that greatly enhanced her value to the group. As soon as Gabe approved adding Shana to the TOG committee, I gave her a copy of the outline that we use for setting up CCB email lists. During Shana's first training session, uh, to learn the email uh, management system that we use, it, it was very clear that she had read 
and already become familiar with the documentation that I provided to her. As, as we covered uh, the email control features, uh, it was she was able to point out to me the areas of the document that contained the topics that we were discussing. Uh, Shana is now uh, independently managing most of our CCB email lists. Uh, yeah. While establishing our recent use of the group, of the groups.io email platform, Shana again showed us her willingness to learn and utilize new software tools. Shana independently established and set up the new CCBL email list using groups.io, as well as other lists that the TOG used for testing features of groups.io. Seeing this gives me a feeling of confidence that Shana is self-motivated and will learn and take on important tasks and roles that are needed and expected of CCB board members. I urge you to cast your vote for Shana Ray for this CCB board seat. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Phil and Rob. How much time do we have for Lisa? All right, two minutes, 15 seconds. And Lisa, you said you wanted a 30-second warning, correct? All right, so we'll have Rob holler out when you get down to 30 seconds, and we'll restart when you start speaking. All righty. So I have known Shana Ray for 23 years, ever since she and I were students together at the Orientation Center for the Blind. Besides being on the technical operations group, Shana also serves as vice president of our San Francisco chapter and um, the chair of the out of our outings committee. Um, one thing that our president Vita Zavoli says about Shana is that Shana never says no to a CCB ask. No matter what she, what she's asked to do, she always does it, and she does it with a smile. Besides having an eidetic memory for numbers and other database, other data points, Shana um, is extremely technically proficient. Um, she's very positive. She's very inclusive. Um, she handles difficult situations with humor, and she's very excited about the CCB. She's recently read People of Vision. And she's excited to get more involved in the organization and is happy to give her her time and her talent to this organization. So I ask you respectfully to please cast your vote for Shana Ray. Thank you, Lisa. And have we had the slips of paper passed out yet? Did that go? Okay. So I guess. Okay. Um, so now, now at this point now, if we can go ahead and get those papers passed out. And uh, as those are being passed out, we'll go ahead and move through the first few uh, delegates. And then everybody with a dot I, I believe everybody has a dot that is a member correct yeah so uh if we can pass out papers to everybody that has a dot on their name badge um so they can vote 
And um, as you get your piece of paper, the way you will vote is that uh, since Joe Green was the nominee from the nominating committee, if you are voting for Joe Green, you will do nothing to your piece of paper. Just leave it whole, do not fold it, do not tear it, do not do anything. If you're voting for Shayna, then what you will do is you will tear off one corner from your piece of paper. Um, so again, Joe Green, don't do anything. Shayna Ray, tear off one corner. Okay. And uh, so what we'll do is we will uh, move through the first couple of uh, of ballots and then or uh, chapters, and then we'll make sure that everybody has a paper handed out. And then uh, we'll start collecting those papers. And here we go. First up is the ACB Capital Chapter. They have nine votes. And the delegate, delegate is Joni Patchy. So I'm going to say it in the order of the ballot. That's seven for Joe, two for Shana. And we have the active blind inland valleys. You have five votes and your delegate is Linda Samolsky. Hi, this is Linda Samolsky from uh, the ABIV chapter. Active Blind Inland Valleys, and we have three votes for Joe Green and two for Shana Ray. All right, that's three votes for Joe Green, two votes for Shana Ray. Next up, we have the Bayview chapter with <coughs> six votes, and your delegate is Patricia Nash. Uh, four votes for Joe Green, two for um, Shana Ray. Did I hear four for Joe, two for Shana? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Next up, we have the Braille Revival League of California. Five votes. And your delegate is Mike Keithley. I believe Mike is on Zoom. Do we have Mike Keithley on Zoom? Okay, and I see I see none as the alternate for uh, for uh, BRLC, and since I'm not sure that none is a paid member. Um, we will move to the next one, and that is the California Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss. They also have five votes, and the delegate I have is Nellie Emerson. Here. I know Nellie is in the is at the convention. Nellie, okay, Nellie, how do you guys vote? All right, three votes for Joe Green, two votes for Shana Ray. And no, that was for um, CAAPL. 
uh, girls. He did not have the same though. Okay. Um, and so just to remind folks at this point, because um, I forgot to say it at the top, if you are voting as an individual and you did not catch the phone numbers that I, uh, sorry, if you're voting as an individual remotely, either listening on Zoom or ACB Media, and you did not catch the phone number that I mentioned earlier, then you can call the CCB office at 800-221-6359 and get your uh, voting code uh, or voting phone number. Uh, and has everybody in the room received a ballot paper? Yes. I think I heard a no from back in the corner there. Raise your hand if you did not receive a ballot. Yeah, if you're here in the room. Get Larry way in the back corner, please. And Rob, I think, too. And Rob. Sorry. Our audio guys in the back corner need uh, need ballots. So. All right. Um, let's move to uh, the CCB students. Five votes. And the delegate is Aaron Espinoza. Um, I don't know if Aaron was here on room on Zoom, but um, if we don't, I don't know if we have Aaron, but we have Matthew Gipp as the alternate. So if we have either Aaron or Matthew, I'm gonna guess on Zoom. Aaron Espinoza or Matthew Gipp are either of you guys? available hearing none from either of them um california council of citizens with low vision and again as a or as an affiliate they have five votes and i have uh, Catherine schmidt whitaker as the delegate you're here okay kathy how do you guys vote Three votes for Joe Green, two votes for Shane Ray. All right. California Diabetics in Action, five votes. And uh, your delegate is John Ross. John, are you in the room? The alternate delegate is Nicolette Noyes. Two votes for Joe Green. No, sorry, four votes for Joe Green. One vote for Shana Ray. Sorry. That's why I repeat these. <laughs> four, four for Joe, one for Shana. All right. Um, California Library Users of... It says America, but I think that's supposed to be California. Oh, no, it is America, isn't it? Yes, California Libraries of America. Okay, it's late, sorry. Uh, votes, five votes, and I have Pamela Metz as the delegate. Three votes for Joe Green, two votes for Shana Ray. All right, uh, 
Contra Costa chapter. Uh, number of votes is five. And the delegate is Earl Robb, who I believe is on Zoom. Or would be. Earl, are you there? Is Earl there? Uh, this is Earl, uh, five for Joe Green. Was that five for Joe Green? Yes. All right. Yes, five for Joe Green. All right, thank you. Um, and, and here I was just about to say that they had the same uh, alternate delegate as uh, sure that affiliate was earlier, if none. So, all right, thank you, Earl. Um, Next up, we have a CCB Fresno chapter, five votes, and the delegate is Matthew Sidlicker. Fresno chapter, five votes, Junior Joe Green. No, oh, you don't have to say your name. You don't have to say uh, Yeah, it's okay. Uh, Fresno votes five votes for Joe Green. Good job, Matthew. Good job, Matthew. All right. Next up, we have Glendale Burbank area chapter. Six votes. And the delegate is James Chamberlain. All right, three votes, Joe Green, three votes, Shana Ray. Next up, we have Golden State Guide Dog Handlers, Inc. All right, well, they didn't even let me finish saying how many votes they have. All right, uh, and that was the delegate, Margie Donovan. Margie, can you say those again? All right, two votes. See, and this is why you need to wait for me to go through my whole spiel. You confuse me. Uh, two votes, Joe Green. Three votes, Shana Ray. Yes, that's correct. That was GFGDHI? You got it. Okay. Next, we have Greater Bakersfield uh, Council of the Blind. They have five votes, and the delegate is Diane Gonzalez. Sorry. All right. Uh, Diane Gonzalez. That's five votes. Is Diane either here or on Zoom? No, Diane Gonzalez. Yeah. Uh, the, the alternate that I have in this. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, is it Joseph Wolsick? Wolsick? Diana Gonzalez or uh, Joseph uh, Wolosik? Are either of you here? Yeah. 
Not hearing any of them. We have Greater Los Angeles Chapter, five votes. Um, and uh, Guillermo Robles is the delegate. Five votes, Joe Green. Okay. Next, we have CCB High Desert Chapter, five votes. And the delegate is Robert Acosta. High Desert Chapter casts five votes for Joe Green. Five votes, Joe Green. Next is Inclusive Diversity of California, five votes. And the delegate is Regina Brink. <laughs> All right, Regina, how do you guys vote? All right. I, I'm sorry, he was he was not on the ballot. All right. That, that's five votes for Jose Verde. <laughs> No, that's French. All right. And next we have Inland Empire. Five votes. And the delegate is Christine Bailey. And I think we know that Christine is on Zoom. Call in in user one. Yes. Three votes. Joe Green. Two. Shana Ray. Three votes. Joe Green. Two votes. Shana Ray. All right. Next up is the Orange County chapter. Five votes. And uh, their delegate is John Gassman. Five votes for Joe Green. Next, we have Randolph Shepard Vendors of California. Five votes, and the delegate is Paul Patchy Jr. Five votes, Shana Ray. Five votes, Shana Ray. Next, we have the San Bernardino, San Bernardino, California Council of the Blind. Five votes, and it is uh, Theodore Welbrick is the delegates. Five votes, Joe Green. Five votes, Joe Green. Thank you. Next, we have the San Diego Braille Club. Five votes. And the delegate is Charlene, or- Charlene Ornelas. Five votes, Joe Green. Five votes, Joe Green. Next up, we have the San Francisco CCB chapter uh, with seven votes. And the delegate is David Mandel. One vote, Joe Green. Six votes, Shana Ray. Thank you. Next, we have San Gabriel Valley Chapter with five votes. 
And the delegate is uh, Nick Gutinger. Gutinger. Nick, are you here? Yes, I am. Our votes are, I don't know where I put it, <laughs> um, four for Joe Green and one for Ray. One vote for Joe Green, or I'm sorry, four votes for Joe Green, one vote for Shana Ray. That's correct. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Next up, we have the Silicon Valley Council of the Blind. Nine votes. And the delegate is Rob Turner. We know he's here. Eight votes, Joe Green. One vote, Shana Ray. And next is the Yosemite Gateway Council of the Blind. Five votes, and the delegate is uh, Dennis Morgan. Dennis, are you with us? The alternate there is Candace Rausch. I saw earlier today. Yeah. I'm sorry. Is that Candace? But you guys have five votes. Five votes for Shana Ray. Thank you. All right. And that concludes the roll call. So um, I should. I probably should have started saying it a long time ago. Let's go ahead and collect all of those uh, ballots now. Already did? Okay, great. Good thing y'all don't listen to me. All right. So uh, at this point, all the ballots have been collected. We're waiting for the uh, outlying precincts in the next room uh, being the phone calls. So uh, let's... Uh, by this point, we should... Go ahead and close the phone calls, and if we haven't already, and have those folks start finishing those tallies, and we will uh, be back with you shortly. So, um, and before anyone hollers for a door prize, we're not going to do a door prize right now because our door prizer is uh, otherwise occupied right now. So go go ahead and uh, chat amongst yourselves for a moment. What's that? The what's about? One more ballot? Yes. Who gets the ballot? Okay. All right, folks. I do believe we have some results. All right. So we will have Lisa read us off the results of the election. So the votes are in. Personal votes with 43, Joe Green. With 33, Shanna Ray. Delegate votes, 88, Joe Green, 39, Shanna Ray. Congratulations, Jose Verde. <laughs> Yay. Do we have a mic we can get to Joe? 
Number one, I want to thank Shanna. Yes, I did. Shana. Is it the way? I've been having all night. Shana Ray, thank you. Because without, this is what the meaning of democracy is. And keep on, never give up. <laughs> also, to I want to thank um, who were the guys that I started working with at Marriott and Disney who literally gave me a lot of my confidence from just going blind to being able to be well, one of the top people in, in, as far as income in, at the Marriott and doing a really good uh, job at Disney. Thank you. John and Larry Gassman, you guys rock. And, and, um, also, thank you to to Sarah. Man, I love you. You did so much. You, you did so much to build my confidence up. You put me on the committee, the convention committee. I said I'll take care of the kickoff, and we did. And this is my whole thing. Like Larry said, I've been extremely. You go to bed then. It's, it's ultimately it's not up to it's, it's not about me or any of them it's all about you the members thank you for thank you for having your trust in me and keep on fighting and i will fight for you i don't care all right congratulations joe and uh shana would you shana would you like to say anything okay uh say i think it said congratulations to joe so um all right now we're moving to the last director position of the evening the fifth director position we have the name of penny valdovino so it's placed into nomination Present. yes all right, the name of Joshua Saunders has been placed into nomination. Joshua, do you accept? All right, Josh accepts. All right, so um, since I don't think I even got a chance to ask, are there any other nominations from the floor? Yes, Josh accepted. Um, for a second time, are there any other nominations from the floor? And for a third time, are there any other nominations from the floor? All right. Do we have a motion to close a move to uh, elections for speeches? All right. Moved. Second. All right. Great. Um, so at this point, um, we have another election. So, um, Penny, are you in the room? Sarah Harris Hello. and Andrea DeClotz will be your is that right? Sarah Harris and Andrea DeClotz? Okay. All right. And Josh, who are your speakers going to be? Right, folks, I have folks be quiet. I can I cannot hear Josh. Josh, who are your speakers? Mark. 
right. I, I, folks, can I get folks to be quiet? And Josh, could you holler at me, please? All right. So Artis Basin and Frank Welty. And are those going to be the orders that we do them in? Is it going to be Sarah and then Andrea or Penny? Okay. And then uh, for Josh, is it going to be Artis and then Frank or, is it, or which are we doing them in? Okay. So Artis first and then Frank. Okay. And Rob, will you be my timekeeper again? All right, thank you. And uh, so we will have any speakers go first. Um, so Sarah and Andrea, would you ladies like a 30 second warning when we get down to that point? You okay with? We're okay, we don't need a timer. Well, a timer, but you know, not a warning. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you guys will just go. Okay. So, all right, folks, please be quiet. All right. So, Rob, are you ready with the time? Yeah. All right. Go ahead and start when Sarah starts speaking. All right, everyone. So, I am very honored to speak for Miss Penny Valdivinos. Penny and I met at my very, very first convention and. I was like, oh, who's this chick from Bakersfield? Um, she has done some amazing work for the, you know, Bakersfield is one of those uh, best kept secrets of CCB. Um, that is where the dine in the dark started. Um, I don't know how many years it's been going on. Um, I've been to two of them and it has been fantastic. Um, and and I feel that, you know, it, Penny has really rose up in the organization over the past few years. Um, we've really seen her step up when it comes to working with Kathy Schmidt-Whitaker with CCCLV. And that that's a huge, huge thing. It's huge to bring back an affiliate and especially as strongly as they have. I would like to really give Penny an opportunity um, when we get our status back, because it's going to happen, to really help us look at ways that we can fundraise and grow because of the great work that she has done there with the Bakersfield chapter, as well as all of the work that she has done with the Salvation Army and her church and other places and so forth and so forth in Bakersfield. So please uh, vote for Penny Valdivinos. We'll give us a dollar. Thank you. All right. And uh, Rob, how much time do we have left? Three minutes and 30 seconds. All right, Andrea, you are Hey, up. I'm here. I'm very honored also to speak for Miss Penny. Um, I don't know her probably as well as Sarah does, but I've had the privilege to serve with her on the board for the past year. When I think of Penny, I think of steadiness. Um, she was our Orange County um, uh, board liaison. And um, she's always there to help people. She's always around at conventions to help walk you somewhere, to, to you know, lend a hand. She does a ton of work with her church. Um, she just was talking to me about being on a disaster relief team recently that went to a small town outside of Bakersfield that I'd never heard of. Um, and I don't remember the name of it, um, but I asked her if it was in Mexico because I'd never heard of it. She said, no, it's right outside Bakersfield. Um, you know, 
I grew up in Northern California and I've lived in Orange County for years, but I don't know the Bakersfield area all that well. And there's a lot of need there, I think. Um, there's a lot of people in that area who are, you know, are disadvantaged. And Penny is just really willing to help. Um, again, I think she has a wonderful mentor in Kathy Schmidt-Whitaker. I'm probably um, prejudiced because Kathy's a member of our chapter, but I, I think she has really mentored Penny. And I'd really like to see her have one more term on the board. Thank you. All right. Thank you. And uh, artist speaking first for Josh. Is that correct? Artist, where are you? Yeah, right, here. right there she is. And uh, Rob, are you reset on the time? Yes. We'll get to the mic, artist. All right. And Rob, okay, we'll start time you. when you start speaking, artist. Sure. I was pleased when Joshua asked me to be one of his nomination speakers. But Josh has been working with me on the Governmental Affairs Committee um, for the last uh, couple of years or so, and I've appreciated his zest to want to get involved. He has been uh, the co-chair of the Advocacy Committee for the San Francisco chapter, and he's worked diligently on some issues that he was concerned with. Uh, one of the things he was focused with last year was on a housing resolution, and he worked on a resolution for um, strengthening the ADA, and he was really pushing those forward, and they did pass last year at the state convention. Um, he also, um, as part of the um, Governmental Affairs Committee, he's been real focused on the SSI, because he knows that 70% of visually impaired persons are not employed. And so most of them rely on SSI and he wants to strengthen that program to help as many people as possible to get what they really need. He also has participated in the last couple of ACB legislative seminars and um, been able to get appointments with representatives to talk about our issues. And one that he's been really focused on there is the Medical um, Devices um, Act because he realized how important it is to have those um, accessible to blind persons. And so that's been a real key for him. He really wants to serve on the, the uh, CCB board so that he can help connect people and help them realize the importance of advocacy in particular. Yeah, I'll turn it over to the second speaker. All right. Thank you, Ardas. And uh, Rob, how much time is left? Two minutes, 30 seconds. And Frank, would you like a 30-second warning? All right. So that was a yes, please. So, Rob, if you can holler out when uh, there's 30 seconds, and we'll start when you are ready, Frank. I realize I have the onerous task of keeping you here a few minutes longer before we can adjourn. But I want to thank you for being here and for being part of a wonderful election tonight with great candidates, including so far three brand new candidates. And it's my privilege to speak in behalf of our fourth brand new candidate. You know, one of the important things for keeping this organization alive in the long term is continually bringing on new leadership. And we have we're seeing a glimpse of that tonight. Let me tell you about Josh Saunders. Joshua Saunders is a member of the San Francisco chapter. He Grew up in Stockton, moved to the Bay Area, now lives in El Cerrito. He has a, uh, he's a law school graduate. 
And also he's currently working as an access technology instructor. So he has both a legal knowledge and a technical knowledge as well. Two main areas that he's interested in coming to the board is advocacy. He's a member of the Governmental Affairs Committee of ACCB and also the Advocacy Committee of our chapter. And he's very interested and concerned and passionate about bringing younger members into CCB. So he brings some great skills, great, great areas of expertise and concern. That'll be a value. Again, we've had a great bunch of candidates tonight. And so I give you Joshua Saunders. All right. Thank you. Um, thank you, Arjun Frank. So, um, all right. So for those here in the room, we don't have ballots yet. All right. So are we ready to hand? All right, folks. Send them volunteer your way. Everyone has a ballot. All right, folks, can you please give it down? Anyone else not have a ballot? All right, so. Oh, it's Robin. Did they only get one? All right. Um, all right, so for those here in the room, if you are voting for Penny Valdivinos, you will leave your ballot full. Do not do anything. If you're voting for Joshua Saunders, you will tear off one corner. Again, Penny Valdivinos, leave it whole. Do not do anything. Uh, Joshua Saunders, you will tear off one corner. And then for uh, those that are on Zoom and ACB Media, same thing, call or text in your uh, votes. And at this point, we will move to the votes. Are you ready, Lisa? Ready. Okay. I guess I should check on my vote counter. You're always ready, but I should. All right, folks. So folks, if I could have everybody be quiet because as people are shouting out their their uh, delegate votes to me, it is really hard to hear both for the uh, folks here in the room and because up here at the table, it's kind of hard to hear the folks even on Zoom that are on the on the speaker. So if we could keep it pretty quiet here, I'd appreciate it. All right. Uh, first up is ACB Capital Chapter. Nine votes. Delegate is Joni Pachi. Five votes for Penny and four votes for Josh. Next up, we have Active Blind Inland Valleys. Five votes. And we have Linda Samolsky. Okay. Um, three votes for Penny and two votes for Joshua. Three votes for Penny, two votes for Joshua. And we have next up, we have the Bayview chapter with six votes and Patricia Nash. Yeah. Patty, are you still with us? Hope so. Oh my God. 
Oh, dear. Patty was on Zoom. Is she still there? The alternate delegate is uh, Josie McDowell. Patty or Josie, are either of you there? Oh, we lost some, it looks like. All right, if you're there and you can get unmuted, then just holler out. Uh, in between, we'll get back to you. Uh, Braille Revival League of California, five votes. And is Mike Keithley on with us yet? All right, not hearing Mike. Um, next up, we have California Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss. Five votes, and it is Nellie Emerson. Three votes for Penny, and two votes for Josh. All right. CCB students, and do we have either, uh, five votes, sorry. And do we have either Aaron Espinoza or Matthew Gipp with us? Okay, not hearing either of them. California Council of Citizens with Low Vision. Five votes. And it is Catherine Schmidt-Whitaker. Four votes. Penny, one votes, Josh. Okay. California Diabetics in Action. And we they have five votes, and the delegate is John Ross. John Ross. All right. Uh, Nicolette Noyes, are you still with us? Four votes, Penny. One vote, Josh. All right. California Library Users of America, five votes, and the delegate is Pam Metz. Three, Penny, and two, Josh. Three votes, Penny, two votes, Josh. Contra Costa Chapter, five votes, and the delegate is Earl Robb. Five votes, Penny. Five votes, Penny. All right. CCB Fresno Chapter. Five votes. And Matthew Sidlinger. Five votes, Penny. Glendale Burbank area chapter, six votes, and James Chamberlain. Four, four votes, which way? All right, four votes for Penny Valdivinos, two votes for 
Joshua Saunders. All right. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Next, we have Golden State Guide Dog Handlers, Inc. Five votes, and it is Margie Donovan. <laughs> Sorry, my display was not advancing. All right, Margie. Four votes, Penny. One vote, Josh. All right. Greater Bakersfield Council of the Blind. Five votes. And the delegate is Diana Gonzalez. Um, five votes for Penny Valdivinos. Five votes for Penny Valdivinos. Greater Los Angeles chapter, five votes, and it is Guillermo Robles. Five votes, five votes. Yeah. <laughs> five votes for. <laughs> Ready the best. Kind of right. right. CCB High Desert chapter, five votes, Robert Acosta. Five votes for Penny. Five votes for Penny. Inclusive Diversity of California. Five Six votes. 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 And the delegate is Regina Brink. Five votes, Penny Valdivinos. Five votes, Penny Valdivinos. Inland Empire. Five votes. And it is Colin User One. I mean, Christine Bailey. <laughs> five, five votes, Penny, please. I'm sorry. One more time. Five votes, Penny. Five votes, Penny. Please. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Christine. You're welcome. Next is the um, Orange County chapter. Five votes. John Gassman. Five votes, Penny. Five votes, Penny. Randolph Shepherd Vendors of California. Five votes. And it is Paul Patchy Jr. Five votes for Joshua Saunders. <laughs> San Bernardino, California Council of the Blind. Five votes. And Theodore Ulbricht. Five votes for Penny. Five votes for Penny Valdivinos. <laughs> San Diego Braille Club. Five votes. Delegate Charlene Ornelas. Five votes for Penny. Five votes, Penny. San Francisco CCB chapter, seven votes. And the delegate is David Mandel. One vote, Penny, six votes. One vote to Penny, six votes, Joshua. 
would have to vote the will of the church. San Gabriel Valley chapter, five votes. Nick Gutinger. That's good enough. (laughs) Four votes for Penny, one vote for Josh. Four votes for Penny, one vote for Josh. Thank you. I apologize if I, I assume I probably butchered your last name. So no, that's all right. No problem. Silicon Valley Council of the Blind, nine votes. And it is Rob Turner. Six votes, Penny. Three votes, Joshua. And here we are at the last one. Yosemite Gateway Council of the Blind with five votes. And it is Dennis Morgan. Or Candace Rausch. Rausch, I think maybe. Oh, not good. Three Josh, two Penny. Or two penny, three Josh. Oh, Dave, you said that I could vote when I got unmuted, and this is Patty from Bayview. Yes, Patty. I wanted to to give um, four of our votes to Penny Valdinos and two for Josh. Oh, Bayview chapter. I couldn't get unmuted. I'm sorry. I was here all the time. Uh, Yeah, I I thought so. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get back and and see exactly how many. I know because it's way up at the top. I'm sorry. Well, I didn't want to be rude. They'll deal with it. Huh? Did better. All right. Uh, Here's Bayview, and yeah, six votes. So, how did you want to do your six votes, Patty? Four, four for Penny, and two for Josh. Four vote. So Bayview is four votes, Penny, and two votes for Josh. Did you get that? Okay. Thank you, Patty. Thank you. All right. And I do believe that that concludes the delegate vote. So um, if we have we already picked up the ballots? So, yeah. All right. So I guess ballots have already been picked up. So we will. Oh, okay. So if you have not had your ballot picked up, then uh, yeah, raise it up in the air and we will uh, collect the ballots. We have to start somewhere. It's Saturday. No, I hate. Oh, you're a It's proud of my chapter. I hate. Oh, I'm That's right. Hey. Well, well, you know. That's right. Right. Yeah, well, we push. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We did. Well, we do a lot of leadership work in our chapter. You, you know, you got great. That's why right. I'd be happy to help you in the membership. Yeah. I was last Absolutely. Of course. Really well, hopefully we all get better in the every year. Wow. Oh, Bob gets over. And and yeah, and don't overextend, okay? Just answer the question. Next. No, he's got part politician in there. He's got yeah. a politician. All right. So I do believe now that all the ballots in here have been collected. We are uh, waiting for the outlying precincts in the other room and uh, calling. So go ahead and chat amongst yourselves, and we'll be back in a few minutes. We are. We are. Hey, right, everybody. Oh, if we could get your attention, please.
Hold on. We have results. Not right. Got results. Yeah, do, do you guys want results or do you want a door price first? Door price. Two door prizes. Do you want a door price? You want a door price? Right, come on, let's see. Please. Oh, I got to get that. We're going to come and vote for you. All right. Come in Just to build the suspension a little bit, we'll do a door prize. Okay, we're going to do a door prize. Keep us in suspense. Yeah. All right, all right. We'll be good, baby. Sorry, I, I threw a curveball. I I threw a curveball at our door prize person here. Oh, we're right. going to do twenty five dollars for Starbucks. Oh, from GSGDHI. Oh, that's all right. Oh. <laughs> and the winner is Natalie Byrne. Oh, that's your chapter. Yeah, is Natalie here? Okay, I'll find her tomorrow. Oh, okay, okay. of course. Of course, Paratrans. Okay, Thank you, Lisa. So that's one more. Are we ready to hear results? The results, individual results. Penny. 41, Joshua, 29, delegate votes, Penny, 97, Joshua, 35, Kenny Valdebitas wins. Congratulations, Kenny, the fifth. All right, can we get a microphone to Penny? Congratulations, Penny. Yeah, I'm not that I wasn't there. You stood up, did what you had to do. Now yeah. remember, I'm going to knock on your door. Yeah, you spoke out at the candidates. Oh, I got space. I got together. Yeah. I need a second. Oh, she was like, I'll do it. I'm not on your door. Uh, are we, Joshua, a microphone? We're almost done. Just a few more, a couple more minutes here, folks. Joshua, can you raise your hand? We're bringing you a mic. First of all, do we get Penny a microphone? Sorry, not Joshua. Penny. Let's get Penny a microphone first, and then if Joshua wants a microphone. Josh, put your hand up. They're, they're looking for you. Here's you see. Oh, yeah, that's right. Since you guys are speaking now. I know, but. Uh, okay, here's your mic, please. Oh, yes, you First of all, I would like to thank everyone that voted for me and have confidence that I can continue on the board and represent them well. I've enjoyed being with Gabe and I loved working for CCCLV this past year. And I'm really, really excited about working the next year with Pam and everyone on the board. And I think we'll be able to go. And I want to thank Joshua for running against me. <laughs> because we need a little competition in life. It makes it more fun. Thank you all. And now you can go home and go to bed. Thank, thank you, Penny. And uh, Joshua, did you want to say a word or two? All right. So if we can get the mic over to Joshua. Oh, she's ready. 
Okay, this is Josh. I wanted to say I want to wish Penny well and success, and I wanted to uh, congratulate her on her success. And I also wanted to thank those who voted for me and spoke for me. Thank you. Thank you, Josh. Thank you to every all our candidates, or uh, congratulations to all our candidates. Thank you for, to uh, everybody who uh, ran tonight. And guess what, folks? We are done before 11 p.m. It's 10.58. <laughs> so remember, tomorrow morning's breakfast, uh, Cup of Joe with Joe at, uh, I believe, 7.30. So, um, and then we will have our uh, general session tomorrow afternoon. Hey, Gabe, I got to migrate here. We're going to make a couple of announcements. Hey, hold on. Hold on, friends. Uh -oh. Okay. So, Ed Crespin, can you please find me and Andrea real quick so we can double check on some things? Uh, I'm going to hand it over to Andrea to make a couple announcements. Uh-oh. Right here. Right okay. I know you guys want to go. I'll make this quick. Somebody left a pouch containing several SD cards at the Guidelines and Gadgets booth today. It has been turned in at the front desk. Okay, so I just, that was the last I knew was that it had been turned in. So if, it, hopefully that's resolved. Um, just want to remind everybody that our vendors will be in the vendor room from nine to three tomorrow. Please go and see them. Um, a lot of people were in there today. So um, you'll have ample time to revisit them again tomorrow. And thanks everybody. And try to try to hold on to everything. I know it's hard. I, I've challenged with that too, but just try to hold on to your stuff. There was a question. What time is the membership breakfast in the morning? Seven thirty. All right. And with that, I believe we are now done. So uh, thank you, everybody. Good night, and uh, we'll talk at you tomorrow.